0: Hello, FGCU Swim fans, back with you with another edition of the Big Deep Podcast. Before I bring in Coach Rollins, please subscribe, like, and share the Swanky Spectrum Sports YouTube page and you see all my content, football, baseball, golf, nascar, soccer, and yes, swimming, all on the Big Deep Podcast. Also check out the uh, Big D Podcast for you audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, jumping into the deep end with me today is FGCU um, swimming head coach Dave Rollins as the uh, Eagles prepare for their season to begin October 14th of a dual meet against Campbell. So coach, uh, you ladies uh, ready to rumble in a month?
1: In a month we'll be ready to go. Yes. Right now we're still getting getting started, getting rolling, we're getting into our season. But yeah, in a month we'll be we'll be primed and ready to go.
0: Yeah. So obviously a month out from when the season starts. So what kind of training are you are you girls doing? Are you doing more? I mean, obviously you swim, but are you do just doing swim or are you doing like cardio weight training outside the pool?
1: Yeah, so we are. We're weightlifting. Some groups are four times a week, some are three, some are two. Um, We're doing conditioning outside of the water, depending on the weather. So as you know, here in Southwest Florida, we get a lot of lightning this time of year. And so sometimes our practices are either cut a little short or uh, we're not able to get in the water at all. So we do a lot more uh, land-based work, which includes running, a lot more cardio type work, jump rope, core stability stuff. And then when we are in the water, we're doing a lot of uh, kicking and uh, start off the season with a lot of body position-type work as well to make sure that we're, we're in a good spot. But, yeah, we're, we're starting to get rolling. It's, it's getting pretty exciting. As long as these storms can, can stay to the side, we'll be in good shape.
0: Yeah, be honest, I thought this morning was looking – I thought this morning was looking like one of those rain days, but now it's definitely changed.
1: Absolutely. It was a little chilly this morning on deck. It was Florida cold. As we like to call it, it was a little Florida chill.
0: Florida cold. It felt like it was eight hundred percent humidity.
1: Yeah, that's why it was cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At this rate, you want to bring parkas when it's seventy degrees.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. I think we'll start breaking. Up. We'll break them out here in uh, you know a month and a half or so, and it starts to get really Florida cold.
0: I, I remember being there for a jewel meet a few years ago, and you actually had to wear jackets.
1: Yeah, yeah, people don't believe me. It gets it does get chilly here, but especially being outdoors and you know swimming outdoors and you have to go through a couple towels. You gotta make sure your towels stay dry as much as you can to help your help the athletes get, you know, stay dry and warm.
0: Okay, so uh so taking a look at your schedule here and uh boy, oh, you've got some interesting. Meets, I mean, obviously the Doomy and Campbell is gonna be a big one, but uh you've got meets against South Carolina, Tennessee, you're going you're going to Athens, Georgia, Miami. You've got some yeah. a bunch of your ladies that will be uh, all over the country and not just and employ uh, performing in big meets.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been a, a goal of ours this year to get off campus a little bit more the last couple of years, um, you know, it's either travel restrictions or budgetary restrictions. We had to keep things a little bit closer to home. So getting the opportunity to send the team to a few more places is going to be uh, really beneficial uh, for us this year. So going up to Columbia, South Carolina, get a chance to swim, not just South Carolina, but a few other uh, programs. I think Vanderbilt is going to be there. Um, UNC Wilmington, uh, a couple of our conference teams, I think Georgia Southern and North, North Florida are going to be there as well. And There might be one or two that I might be missing. But um, give, give us a chance to get out of our, our little bubble and get you know take the show on the road.
0: The, the Eagle Express heading to Columbia, to Knoxville, <laughs> and all these <laughs> other areas.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Actually, when I lived on the East Coast, I, I remember that FGCU played – that FGCU – Not swim, but FGC or diving competed at, competed at Coral Springs. And I remember the, and I remember the diving board that was in Coral Springs because that was like 10, 15 minutes from my house over there.
1: Yeah, I think the ladies will be heading back there this uh, this February as well. Maybe end of January, early February. Can't fully. I think remember it's when the, that is.
0: I think it's February fourth, so it's the Saturday before the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, perfect! Perfect. <laughs> we'll get the rest of the weekend off, and we can all enjoy the Super Bowl.
0: Wait a minute. You mean you mean until Conference Championship the following
1: week? Well, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, just the rest of the weekend. Right. We can take Sunday off. I see. Though no, that'll be the Pro Bowl. And... <laughs> Nobody watches the Pro Bowl. You know that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. People have been watching football, football no matter if it's, uh, if it's the XFL, USFL, or, or the PFL, whatever it is.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's fair.
0: So, um, Obviously, times times are changing, and uh, this year is going to be different because uh, two of your key swimmers, Petra and Tori, are gone. They've gone off to greener pastures. So, uh, what do you th- what do you expect this year from uh, your swimmers?
1: As I I told them beginning of the year, I don't expect anybody to be Tori. I don't expect anybody to be Petra. I expect them to be themselves and whatever the best version of themselves is, is going to put us in the greatest position to be successful. So, you know, I think it, it creates a lot of opportunity because there's some, you know, some openings for people to, to slide in and step up, but it also allows them to, you know, start to realize what they're capable of and, um, you know, get a chance to get their chance to shine as well.
0: I mean, uh, I... I mean, not just in swim, but in all sports, everybody says next man up when your case is next swimming up. And now this is my chance to show that I that I've got a, that FTC believed in me. And now now I've got a chance to swim, whether it be the 200 yard I am. And yes, it is 200 yard. It's not 200 meters like the Olympics or the World Championships.
1: That's right. Yeah, and I think we have a we have a great group of returning uh, women, and you know, brought in some a lot of you know a lot of uh, exciting new faces as well. So it's going to be it's going to be quite a fun little mix. It's been fun to see them, uh, you know, competing with one another in, in practice so far as well. So I think we're I think there's going to be a few a few little surprises here and there, but um, it's definitely going to be a it's, it's it's a good group of women for sure.
0: Yes. You know, just like it was when I was at FGC a few years ago, it seems like your your women come from all over the world. I mean, all these women come from uh, Iceland, Denmark, Germany, uh, uh, Slovakia, Poland, Great Britain, Croatia, Czech Republic. I mean, you've got every you've got everywhere except Spain and Italy and Europe
1: we're just not yeah we're trying you know they it's something about you know these european women they like florida and they like the weather so we're uh we're a hot spot for them to to want to come to is it
0: the pool the beach or the whole one
1: yes <laughs> it's all of the above it's the sunshine it's swimming outdoors it's the beach it's uh yeah it's it's everything
0: yeah, let's see. Swimming on swimming in warm weather on New Year's Eve or shivering on New Year's Eve? What, what do you think that I would rather be doing in Prague? Yeah, I'll take warm weather.
1: Yeah, I'd rather be at the beach on New Year's Eve watching the sunset than uh, bundling up in my coat and hat, trying to stand outside and watch the ball drop. Yeah, although watching the ball drop might be fun in New York once, but only once. I'll watch it on TV and I'll watch a recording or something and be, be asleep by 10 o'clock.
0: Yeah. So who should we be looking for with the leading your squad this year?
1: It's a great question. Um, you're not the first person to ask and I'm sure you won't be, won't be the last, but um, you know, it's, it's really up to them. I think the the team is it's, it's primed for for people to step up and uh, and to really shine. I, I don't think there's one or two, uh, individuals that's, you know, are head and shoulders above, you know, recognizing compared to other people. I think we have a very strong group of, of women across the board. And, um, you know, like I, like I said before, I think it's, it's up to them to, you know, to, to step up and see what, what they're capable of doing. Um, I mean, we do have some you know, returning, you know, conference champions, uh, you know, Michaela Sizemore has been a finalist for us over the years, uh, Lucy Solento was a finalist. She's on uh, Claire McAtee's been a champion on relays. Um shoot Haley Giroux a finalist and you know champion on relays. <sighs> I don't want to leave anybody else. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We, got, we just have a really, really good, strong, strong group of women. Um, for sure. Ah, oh, Julia Rodriguez has won the hundred butterfly for us before. So you never, you never really know. I mean, it could be, uh, you know, one of our, our freshmen or transfers that came in that starts to stand out or, um, you know, some of our, our, returners who, uh, you know, see that opportunity for, for them to, uh, continue to develop and have a great year. So there's lots of, lots of opportunity. It's a long worded answer. Um, and I don't have just one or two names for you because it really could be anybody.
0: And also and also, maybe who wants it the most because you think if I put in that extra effort because to me, everybody says racing is harder than training. It's the other way around because if you train hard, you put in the work in August, September, and October. When it com- comes to conference season, when all the chips are on the line, that EXO makes all the difference.
1: Yep. Well, uh, yeah, and they have to believe in what they're doing as well. You know, if their mind's in a good spot and they believe in what they're capable of doing, then they're going uh, to be hard to beat.
0: So if you could pick one, one school, one place that you wish the FTC could visit in the future, swimming-wise, what would it
1: be? one place that we could visit like as a team like just take a team trip school. and go check That's things school. out or we're gonna a school. school okay um i would there's two that stand out to me let me guess let
0: I me think. see if i could guess them let me see if i could guess them one
1: is gainesville we've been to gainesville we've done that before okay so we're, you're 0 for one, but that's okay. I think it would be great to take the team and visit um, uh, Northern Arizona, which is in Flagstaff, because uh, the Grand Canyon is right there. We could take a trip. I don't think many of these girls have had an opportunity to ever see that much out west. Um, plus, competing or at least maybe getting a couple of days of training at altitude is is beneficial. Competing is is a whole other beast, but. Um, that could be that could be a lot of fun to do as a team. Um, the other would be upwards, you know, around the DC area, whether it's uh, you know Georgetown, American, Howard, whoever it might be, up in that area, just for the cultural aspect of um, you know seeing everything that there is to see in the DC area. I didn't think you would.
0: I actually didn't think you would say no, no one in Arizona. But I realized any use become. Maybe not a powerhouse, but it's become bigger and running and also with the altitude, because I don't remember many swim meets, whether it be national, international at altitude, because you talk about running at altitude, not necessarily swimming
1: at altitude. Yeah, you want to you want to train and live at altitude and compete at sea level. That's that's the best benefit. You know, there NAU's cross country team is probably, if not the best, one of the best in the country. Just from the sheer fact that they, you know, have the one the facilities that they do, but then the ability to to train where they live is uh, is hard to beat.
0: Yeah, no wonder why NAU Brigham Young Colorado, uh, what's all these schools do well every year because they train at five thousand feet above sea level, whatever it is.
1: Yep. Yeah, just live, just living. It, you know, altitude is an aerobic workout. So they get, they get all those benefits.
0: Yeah. then we would all suffer. Then, then us Florida, then Floridians would suffer from altitude sickness.
1: <laughs> it's, it takes it a bit of an adjustment. You know, I don't think a couple of days would, would do us too much harm, but, um, but yeah, that's been, that's been something that I've, I've thought about and wanted to do for a little while is take the team out there.
0: You imagine doing a, you imagine doing a sixteen fifty at five thousand feet.
1: I I've seen women do it. I've seen men do it. It's uh, it's, it's tough, but it's nice because you get uh, the NCAA actually does time conversions if you compete at altitude, so you can actually get your time uh, your time to be faster uh, because you're competing at altitude.
0: Yeah. So then. It, so then. We're gonna have Katie Ladecki swim at altitude and everybody else is gonna swim at sea level.
1: I think that'll that'll level the playing field. A little. Ladecki would probably still win. She's incredible.
0: I think she I think she win just by showing up. I'm like, I'm go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So what would be so what would be a successful season f- from you as a coach and standpoint for for your goals?
1: I think it's going to be tough because our, our conference is a little different this year. We have some new teams joining, so the the overall conference finish is going to be it could be anybody's anybody's meets. You know the the plan. Nothing's official at this point, but the plan with Queens joining. Queens is an incredible swimming program. Um, obviously we still, we're still competing with Liberty for one more year, uh, potential of adding James Madison and old dominion, uh, to our conference for this year is, uh, is still on the table and, and a possible reality. So, you know, Asheville's obviously continuing to be a, a strong program. Um, I would say that a successful year for us would be, you know, for our returners, you know, if they're able to be a little bit better than they were a year ago, um, time-wise, you know, seeing that, that improvement, um, you know, seeing our, our newcomers where, where they kind of, uh, fall in, you know, fall in line and see where, where they are. Um, but for us to be successful is, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, Based on the individuals, right? If they're if they're capable of you know, doing everything they can to be the best version of themselves at the end of the season, then then that's a success for us. You know, if we're hoisting a trophy at the end of the year, or we're, you know, or not. It's it's not the end all be all of of the season. Yeah, winning's winning's great and winning's incredible and it's an amazing feeling and accomplishment. But you know, if we do everything we can and and the team does the absolute best that they can, they perform to the best of their abilities, and that doesn't happen, then we still had a very successful year for sure.
0: And you know what? Everybody's still chasing PPs. I mean, if you're PP in one event, one fifty-seven, and then the next year you are one fifty-three, you would call that a successful year because I improved four seconds.
1: Yeah, which is which is really hard, really hard to do. <laughs> I would absolutely be ecstatic if I you know saw some of our ladies drop four seconds in their two hundreds. I, I mean.
0: I, I would be doing backflips in the water if i could do, if i could improve four seconds in the t- in the in any two yard or two a meter
1: event me too
0: although be beyond although be honest i don't think you want me doing backflips <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, thanks for hopping on coach we wish you the best this year and uh check out fgcu uh. October 14th and 15th in a dual meet against Campbell. Uh, you better check out the relays because when I when I was at FGCU, the women were stabbed no matter who was swimming, but in a relay race, uh, get your popcorn ready. Because it's that's right. And and we're
1: foot- gonna, that that first dual meet, we're we're gonna have some uh we just we just decided, speaking with the other coaches today, that we're gonna do uh, we're calling them Shootout 50s. So they're going to be Elimination 50s. So on day one, we're going to have um, the 50 freestyle. So the teams are going to put up eight athletes on each team. And then they're going to run a heat. The top eight finishers advance to the next rounds. And then they'll, you know, we'll run them again. The top four will advance to the final. And then the final four will duke it out for uh, to be the 50 free champion. And the next day, we're going to do the same thing with the Stroke 50s.
0: Ooh. Ooh, I like it it's like it's like a, it's like a mini March Madness or maybe mini pool Madness
1: <laughs> yeah a little mini Oktoberfest that'll be that'll be what we're doing
0: that'll be that'll, that'll, be, be, that'll be my drinking for the day instead <laughs> of drinking drinking an alcoholic beverage he'll be he'll be indulging in what elimination 50s
1: yep it'll be fun